morning, family. When you think of heaven, what comes to your mind? Floating around on clouds, having wings and playing harps? What if I told you that heaven is a giant party? That's not my idea. That's what Jesus said. Are you curious? Let's look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. Jesus has been telling a lot of stories lately, and today we're going to hear Jesus tell another one. And it's a good one. Are you ready? Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus told several other stories to show what the kingdom of heaven is like. For instance, he said, it can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding dinner for his son. Many guests were invited, and when the banquet was ready, he sent messengers to notify everyone that it was time to come, but all refused. So he sent other servants to tell them, everything is ready and the roast is in the oven. Hurry! But the guests he had invited merely laughed and went on about their business, one to his farm, another to his store. Others beat up his messengers and treated them shamefully, even killing some of them. Then the angry king sent out his army and destroyed the murderers and burned their city. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants did, and they brought in all they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the wedding robe provided for him. Friend, he asked, how does it happen that you are here without a wedding robe? And the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind him hand and foot and throw him out into the outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Here we have another one of Jesus' stories, another parable, and this week I'll let you decide for yourself if it's a feel-good story or not, okay? A king, the story says, hosted a banquet. It's a wedding feast for the king's son. This king sent invitations to his chosen guests, but surprise, surprise, they all rejected him. And did you notice the words that Matthew used here to describe how they rejected him? The guests he invited merely laughed and went on about their business. That's a bit troubling, isn't it? They didn't give him an outright no. Instead, they laughed him off. I think we should also notice that when the invited guests did not come to the banquet, the wedding was not canceled. No, the wedding and the feast went on as scheduled. The only thing that changed was the guest list. The king did not alter his plans because of the guests, and God does not alter his plans because of us. God does not cancel his feast. His party is going to happen, but the choice to attend is up to you and me. We are the ones who accept or reject the invitation to joy and celebration. The feast is always available for anyone who comes to the banquet. The party is for anyone and everyone who accepts and honors the invitation, right? Sadly, it seems most of us have other things to think about, don't we? We have 
work to do. We have our jobs. We don't have time to read scripture, pray, attend worship, or serve others. We have work to do. Now, over in another gospel account, Luke tells this same story, but in Luke's version, the excuses for not going to the banquet are more specific. Someone wants to buy some land. Another wants to purchase animals. Yet another plans to go to a different wedding. The first two excuses made sense in an agricultural society. They had to do with work and survival. Land had to be worked. Oxen had to be fed, right? But the excuse of attending another wedding may hit closer to home for us. According to this story, we can't even use our family as an excuse for staying away from God's kingdom. At least that's what the story tells us, right? There are no acceptable excuses when the offering is a matter of life and death. I hope you see that our spiritual survival is at stake here. Yet we still come up with excuses, don't we? And we are attracted and distracted by other things. We are obsessed with busyness. Our lives are too cluttered. Our worlds are too noisy to hear the invitation to a banquet of joy. And when we are reminded of it, we get embarrassed, don't we? We're good at finding other things to occupy our time and to consume our energy, aren't we? When we're asked to take time to pray or to learn God's word or to share it with someone else, we make light of it. The cares of this world weigh heavier on us than the cares of God's kingdom and his invitation to come to his party. It's a banquet of joy, isn't it? It's a wedding reception after all. Have you ever been to a sad wedding reception? I sure haven't. And how does this joy make itself known? In gentleness? In awareness of the nearness of Christ? In lack of worry and in peace? And all this is achieved through prayer as we bring our requests to God with thanksgiving, he tells us. The Apostle Paul suggested that people who have accepted God's invitation to the banquet can stay there. They can dwell there. How's that possible? Paul says we can stay in the party by thinking of whatever is honorable, true, pure, pleasing, commendable, of things that are excellent and worthy of praise. In hunger or in plenty, he told the Philippians, he has learned to be content because he can do all things through the one who strengthens him, through Jesus, who was his life. And that brings us to the paradox of this invitation to a banquet of joy. Turning our back on the cares of the world in order to go to the party, in order to focus our minds on God, does not happen because we are already good and holy. Did you know that? In our story today, Matthew told us that the servants invited both those who were good and those who were bad. They were invited because of the generosity of the king, not because they had done something to deserve an invitation. Isn't that a great thought? God invites us to his banquet, not because we are good, but because he is generous. How many of us still hesitate because of fear that attending the feast will make too many demands upon our time? How many of us turn away because we think that God will somehow limit our worldly pleasures or will dilute our ambitions? There is no question that the one who makes the offer 
will not accept second place in our affection, will he? It's true that accepting the invitation to God's party changes our sense of what is important. It challenges our ideas of what has value. But how empty we feel when we find ourselves outside the banquet hall. How hopeless we will feel if we miss the party, right? Imagine how terrible it must be to miss the companionship and joy of God's banquet. Imagine how awful it must feel to miss the peace that passes all understanding. So why should we reject such a great and generous invitation, right? The invitation is before you. Will you join the banquet? Let's go to the party. Amen? Amen. And now, let's pray. Good and gentle God, you have prepared a table before all people. You have invited us all. Not only that, you poured out life with such abundance that death cannot claim the triumph over your universe. Call us again to your banquet where we may receive your holy food. Strengthen us by what is honorable, just, and pure. Transform us into a people of righteousness and peace. Use us to invite others to join you at your great banquet. And give us hearts of compassion, we pray. Help us to care for and about the last, the least, the lost, the lonely, and the left out. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me here today. And I hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and then be assured that I will be praying for you in your need. Now, this week your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love, and everyone needs to know that they're invited to God's table, and he loves them no matter what. Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen. Amen.